0: I want to put a a scripture on the screen for you that we had as part of our opening responses. And it's another great thanksgiving text as we're going to dwell in some of those today. A great reminder, why don't you read this with me. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus, so if you 've ever wondered what god 's will is for you, there it is. Give thanks in all circumstances. And as I asked at the the beginning of our time of worship, does that mean even when the game doesn't turn out the way that we thought it would? Um, the answer is yes, right. Um, Or what other circumstances? I mean, in other words, what God is saying, and this is how I always thought of this text, give thanks in all circumstances, because after all, God loves us, and he's going to work out the circumstances in ways we would never imagine that are going to be to the good. Um, kind of like that verse, that I've often interpreted this way as well, Romans 8, 28, and it kind of goes like this, maybe you remember memorized it as a kid, you know, for we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And, and the thought is, at least I've always interpreted this way, that, that if something bad happens, you can know that God is going to make something good happen as a result. And here's another example, this week it was declared that lettuce was being recalled. And it seemed like a bad thing, and yet at Thanksgiving meal, we didn't have lettuce. But it was realized, for the first time ever, lettuce was bad for you, but pie was good for you. Right? Like, well, that makes sense. So a bad thing turns into a good thing. Okay, Have an extra helping of pie. Okay. Um, Or I love this one. My friend uh, Scott, who is a pastor out in California, uh, one of his favorite examples of this, that God taking what would seem to be a bad thing and turning it it into a good thing, um, is a story about his godfather. And years and years and years ago, his godfather uh, was a student in college graduated, had worked really, really hard to get his degree, and he was training for a certain field and a certain job that he was completely qualified for based on his background and his study. And uh, he interviewed for the job, a dream job, the job he'd always hoped for and worked for. And he interviewed, and the interview went perfect, and perfectly. And, and he had the job, you would think. And they said, all you need to do is just a routine thing, We, uh, our company requires a physical exam. And uh, so go to your doctor, come back with a physical saying you're in, in good health, and, and uh, you got the job, everything's great. So he goes, he has the physical examination, and it covers or uncovers the fact that he has a very bad back. And the thing is, is the job required nothing to do with heavy labor or lifting with his back whatsoever, and yet because his physical exam pointed out he had a bad back, he didn't get the job. And it was a company policy back then and made no sense. He was devastated, understandably, and couldn't find a job like that in the town where he lived and had to move out of state. And so he relocated to Minnesota. You see how it's already getting really, really good? And and if you're a guest here today, I'm from Minnesota, and I point that out every once in a while, like all the time. And, and, and so he moves to Minnesota to the Twin Cities and was able to land a job there. He meets a, a girl in the neighborhood, and uh, they end up um, dating, and they get married, okay? So new job, moving to Minnesota, uh, a girlfriend who becomes his wife. I mean, just talk up all the good things that come out of this terrible situation of not getting the job he hoped for. And then, if it, it weren't good enough, um, she has a, a good friend of hers that she meets at her job, and he has a good friend of his that he meets at his job, and those two friends are single, and they decide to set them up on a blind date, which they do. And those two go out on their date, and and they really like each other, and they eventually get married. And as a result, my friend Scott comes along. And so as Scott likes to point out, if his godfather hadn't lost his job or had not not gotten the job, he wouldn't be here today. See how that works? Maybe you've got a story like that, right? And that's often how we interpret a text like that, for God works all things for the good, or or that in all things, give thanks in all circumstances. And, and I get that, that our thinking is because maybe our circumstances aren't so good or things aren't quite the way we want them to be, we can still give thanks because after all God loves us and we are his people and God is going to make the situation better and therefore we can give thanks because one day somehow some way that circumstance is going to change and we will be able to give thanks so it's kind of a delayed gratification if you will because we know God we can give thanks today Is that what it means? I mean, a lot of us live that way, and here's our thinking. If, if our circumstance is not so good today, well, God is going to change it, therefore we can give thanks. But is that what he's saying to us? We can give thanks because he's going to change our circumstance? What if he doesn't? What if the circumstance actually gets worse rather than getting better? And you hear a verse like this, we're going to turn to Philippians 4.4, 4, and this was right before our reading today, where Paul says, I found the secret of being content in all situations. He earlier says, read it with me, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> because it's hard when life isn't giving you reason to rejoice, uh, somebody on Facebook, and we, we did this. We, we posted our, a family picture. We all got together, and, and, and at the same time, got everybody to smile and kind of look good for, for a split second. It only took us 25 tries. And you know, that's the thing with Facebook or social media, it really isn't real. Let's just be honest, we record our best self, right? And, and then we put it out there, and, and reason to give thanks, and everybody's smiling, and everybody's happy, and you guys posted pictures as well, and it's, uh, hey, isn't it wonderful we're giving thanks? You know what, nothing's wrong with giving thanks and, and for our family and our friends and all the blessings we've received, and you know what, that list could be very long. But somebody had posted, and a friend of ours, she said, hey, everybody, posting all the happy pictures Keep in mind that some of us are really struggling this time of year. Keep in mind that Thanksgiving and this season isn't really happy for everybody. And and she had lost a, a loved one not so long ago, and it was a lonely, broken place she was in. And it got me thinking, too, you know, what if you're there? What if you're in a rough spot? What if financially, and you see all the ads, Black Friday, hey, let's go spend some money, and you're thinking, yeah, but we can't. We, we don't have money to spend because we are overextended, and, and we are already stressed out with the bills, and and you're supposed to go spend more money. Well, we can't, and, and your kids are like, hey, you can spend a lot. Of-. No, we, we can't this year. Or you've been given a diagnosis, and, and you went to your doctor, and it's not good, And or it's a loved one that's facing that diagnosis. So you're like... Uh, th- how am I supposed to rejoice always in that? Like, really? I said, well, maybe God's going to fix it. Maybe God's going to heal it. Maybe, or maybe it was you were gathering around the table this year, and, and maybe it, there wasn't a loved one there who's passed away. And that is so hard because there's an empty chair. But maybe that empty chair is because of divorce. And, and things that are, there's a new normal in your home and in your family or maybe there's an estranged relationship with a brother or a sister or another sibling and and you're facing that and the reminders of it, it was right in your face that day. Or you know, or cousin Bob who couldn't stop talking about politics at the dinner table, right? You're like, stop it already, right? Like, rejoice in every situation. How? And if our thinking is, in every circumstance or situation, rejoice in it, give thanks, because God's going to make it better. It's going to be better one day, and he's going to change this this time in my life. It's going to get better. But what if it doesn't? What if it gets worse? And some of you are thinking, well, thanks, Pastor Mark. I am so glad I came to church. You're such a cheerful man. (laughs) No, but what if it doesn't? If your search situation and if it's a breakdown in relationships or it's all the other stuff we just named or financially you're struggling, what if those things get worse? Does that mean there's no reason to give thanks? Does that mean that God isn't good? Does that mean there's no reason to praise him? Maybe we've been misinterpreting this. Because if our hope And our reason for giving thanks is based not in our current circumstance, but it's based in our future circumstance. Well, isn't it true then we're actually still basing our thankfulness on our circumstances? And that's kind of a setup for sadness and disappointment if it doesn't turn around. Especially when God is actually pointing us into a much better location and direction with all this. Even that word rejoice, I love this. When Paul is saying rejoice, and I'll say it again, rejoice, um, that word in its original language of Greek actually has in that word for rejoice has the word grace, that it flows from grace. Or or when Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is Christ, or for God's will for you, he doesn't stop, he says, in Christ Jesus. You see, that in Jesus, as children of God, We've received grace. And, and God knew you were broken. God knew you were messed up. God knew you would be a doubter. God knew you'd be unfaithful. God knew your life would be a mess. He knew all that. He couldn't bear to be in heaven without you, though. And the greatest gift this world has ever known, it comes to earth as a Savior who lays down his life for you. And He doesn't do it because you deserved He doesn't do it because you cleaned up your act. He doesn't do it because you have a smiling face on Facebook. No, he does it because he loves you. And he knows you. He knows your fears. He knows the anxiety you face. He knows the curiosity you have of wondering, God, are you really there? And he says, yes, I am. And the way that you can rejoice in any in every situation and give thanks there is not because of the circumstances, but rather because of me. Because your God is with you. And he's there in grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. It's our greatest need. And God fulfills it and he brings it. And it's in Jesus that he proclaims it in our lives. Now, when I was a, when I was a young, younger man and we had younger kids. And they would come home with homework. I used to be able to actually help them with their homework. Um, Now that they're in high school and almost finished with high school, one of them, it's been a while since I've been able to help them at all. Honestly, it's it's like I don't. They show me. I'm glad you're learning that because I don't get it right, and I have no idea where to even begin. And especially with math and and algebra and 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 geometry and all that. And and God bless those who get that. And and I'll tell you this. but I remember when they were in first or second grade, I think that was about the last time I was able to help them with their homework, um, is there was a a simple way to learn addition, and and we called it counting up, okay? And and this is how it would work. Um, Like four plus two, so four plus two, the, the process of counting up went like this. Four plus two, and count up. So four, five, six, So 4 plus 2 is 6. It works. So you could do 4 plus 2 by counting up. Um, Or 10 plus 4, for instance. So you'd say 10 plus 4. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So 10 plus 4 is 14. Um, You can do that with simple mathematics. It gets a little harder when the equation is 585 plus 690, right? Right? Counting up would be difficult there. But the concept is helpful of counting up, and, and it's a way to learn simple problems in math. And, and, and I, I realize this, if only life were like that. If we could face challenges, setbacks, difficulties, trials in, in life, and, and just simply be able to count up and figure it out. And the reality is the mathematical equations of the brokenness and chan, chan, challenges we face are, are more difficult than that. And yet God still gives us an equation and a solution to how to figure that out. Uh, I want to read this to you that ties in with all of this. And I pray it helps as maybe you're grappling with how's this work. Um, Let's read this together from James chapter 1. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James 1, 2 through 4. Did you hear that? Count it all joy. In other words, count it up. And he's not saying count it all joy when you face happy times, when life is going great. No, he says when you face trials of many kinds. Count it what? Joy. Count it up. God gives us a simple equation for facing the problems of life. When we start to realize that his greatest desire isn't for us to simply be happy or be successful. His greatest desire is for us to know him and to find a true reason to rejoice in every situation. Um, Here's an equation. Let's think of this and how this comes together. My life plus struggle equals what? Maturity of faith, right? A mature faith. So in other words, when God allows us to go through trials and setbacks, and we say, okay, I can give thanks for this, um, uh, because one day the circumstance is going to be better. No, that's, he doesn't promise that. Jesus said, in this world you will face trouble. And, and you know what? You might face more trouble, and that trial might be even more difficult. And he may not heal that circumstance. He may not build up that relationship or bring things back together. He may not. Because we live in a sinful, broken world. But we can be assured of this, my my life plus struggle equals a maturing of my faith because God's greatest desire is to build up our faith, not our happiness, which is very different. Do you see how that works? A God who desires you not to be happy, but to be healthy in a maturing faith that finds full reliance on him for all things. And the incredible thing is, when that is in place, when God continues to teach us that and lead us into that place, it leads us to lean into him. And the result is his grace overflowing in our lives in a joy that the world can't explain. So as you come here on this Thanksgiving weekend, and you're searching for a reason to give thanks, it's found in Jesus. Even if by chance one day you have to move to Minnesota in his name. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, may our happiness in this world not be based in our circumstance. And even more than that, may our reason for joy not be based in all the stuff and the distractions of this world. Though it's true, we are blessed beyond measure living where we live uh, in this time and in this place. But Lord, we know this. Many times we face trials of many kinds. And they can be overwhelming, those problems beyond figuring out. And yet you're a God who gives us an equation through your love, your grace, and your mercy as a Savior who redefines this day in our lives, that refocuses our eyes and our hearts to see that you're a God who is doing a great thing. And it may not involve changing our circumstance, but it may involve changing our minds and hearts and drawing our souls ever closer to you maturing our faith and reliance in you. Lord, that's your desire, that our relationship with you would be stronger each and every day. Lead us, guide us, as we trust and celebrate and give thanks for all that you are and all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.